Hello, welcome to Fun Dip and Cherry Coke, the podcast to feed your pop culture nostalgia. I'm your host, Kira Gowan, and this week joining me is Katie Bland. Katie joined me remotely, and it's the first time I've ever done that. So in the first half, you'll notice a little bit of an audio hiccup, but we took care of that in the second half. So I hope you'll stick around and bear with it. It's just for the first section. Enjoy the episode. Katie, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Kira? Good. I just woke up. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta love that three-hour time difference. Oh my god, it's so much. You said you said the time, and I was like, oh, that's fine. And I was like, oh yeah, it's three hours. Okay, yeah, still fine. (laughs) Whatever. Um, I feel we could have done it later. No, (laughs) no, it's totally fine. This is totally fine. It's a good way to start the day. How how is New York? New York is uh, finally not as cold as a uh, witch's tit, <laughs> as the phrase is. <laughs> yeah, you were you were telling me that it must, uh, or somebody was telling you, like it's cold. Like I'm complaining that it's cold here because we are finally having rain in Los Angeles, and I'm like complaining about it. Meanwhile, the rest of the country is like actually cold. So. No, yeah, it's it, and I I just come back from Milwaukee where everything was below zero and we didn't oh, leave. And oh, then no. yeah, but then here the thing that we forget is that we like walk everywhere. So yeah. <laughs> What are we talking about this week? We are talking about Cruel Intentions. I am so excited. (laughs) So excited. Um, I've actually been, um, this is part of my VHS collection, and I've been meaning (gasps) to watch it before I moved since forever. And I was like, God, I hope somebody picks that. So I'm very excited. Now, have you seen it before? Um, Yeah, it was one of my favorites in oh boy well back in the days of vhs so what is that middle school maybe yeah it must be middle school um but yeah i remember just like i think i at like a very formative time but i want to talk about why you picked it when like when tell me about this movie how did it come into your life uh tell me everything Okay, so actually, to talk about Cruel Intentions, I have to talk about the Dangerous Liaisons. Um, You know, it's based on Mm -hmm. Les Liaisons Dangereuses, um, which I didn't know anything about, except we used to watch the VHS of, I think it was She-Devil. Do you remember that Roseanne movie? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, that was the year I was obsessed with Death Becomes Her and She-Devil. And we watched the VHS, and, you know, they have previews. And there was one for... Valmont, which is another, that's a version of Dangerous Liaisons with Colin Firth. I highly recommend oh. for, yeah, for anyone who is a fan of um, some Mr. Darcy should totally check that out. But um, I was like, I mean, this is when I was eight or nine. It was so unbelievably sexual. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we like giggled at the, like, you know, we saw a man like about to mount a woman. We were like, <laughs> uh, so then when Cruel Intentions came around, I think, and I, I can't remember how old I was I must have been in middle school too I I hope I didn't see it in elementary school no (laughs) but it was the first like badass sexual female character that I had seen which is like sad to think about now because like she was such a hot mess like she was (laughs) using coke and like had issues but for me she was like a goddess in a way and I always 
I think I always like wanted to be that kind of woman. So I found that character so fascinating. And it ended up I mean, I've seen Valmont, I've seen the dangerous liaisons with John Malkovich, they I've read the book. So cruel intentions. And I don't know if people know cruel intentions is based on that. So yeah, <laughs> um, in a in a high school sense, like I, I made a playlist. This is uh, I made a playlist <laughs> when I was a virgin in high school. <laughs> And it was my sex playlist. <laughs> oh, awesome. Perfect. Um, and obviously, Colorblind was on it because because um, oh. of when yeah. they first do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like, you're probably going to be having some, like, really sad sex if that comes I on. I know. It's so, <laughs> it's like, it's funny because, like, listening to the sex playlist, it's everything. It's, like, in your eyes from... Um, like the Peter Gabriel song, uh-huh. you know, from Say sure, Anything. from Say Anything, yeah. And I forget the <laughs> other ones. I wish I still had the list somewhere, but... Oh my God, I wish you did too. I would definitely, definitely want to listen to it. Yeah, but it's because it's mostly all just like, oh, like Crash Into Me, the oh, Dave Matthews. Oh God, Matthew. yeah. Oh man, this is such a bummer of a playlist. <laughs> I know. It's like all these sex songs are actually really sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess, I mean... It says something about like you know a, a certain type of sex maybe. I guess. Well, I, yeah, I think I really wanted to be I I don't know emotionally taken care right, of right right since yeah. I you know it took me so long to lose my virginity it needed to mean something you know? right and that's I think that's like not uncommon like thought you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's interesting that you related most to or aspired most to Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. Um, <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to think like, I definitely did not. Like she was always, I was like, I was like, nope, that's, that is not and will never be me. God, I don't remember. Well, I mean, is there anyone you would aspire to? Because I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Because Reese was like Reese's character was so nothing. Like she was right. a little virgin, and then Selma Selma Blair was. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it must like Selma Blair must have been like the closest thing that I could see of myself in anything. Well, she ends up Selma Blair is the only one who like ends up happy in the end, right? I don't remember because <laughs> she ends up with her, her cello teacher. But yes. I don't remember after that. I don't remember. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen this in a very long time. I know, I'm very excited. I was just thinking, like, how does her story play out? She has sex with Ryan Phillippe in the bed, and then she, I don't know. Oh, Reese Witherspoon? No, Selma Blair, doesn't she? It's like practice. Oh. <laughs> like air quotes practice. Practice. <laughs> and then and then she he's like writing in his journal and she it's like the only scene I can think of right now in the entire oh. movie. Well, see now I'm remember so this is me using like the plots of all the other dangerous liaisons, but I know that she they get caught. Like she and her cello player. Yes. So there's some, but then do they end up together? this I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. And then what happens at the end? Because Sarah Michelle Gellar, like, they find out about her cocaine problem. That's what I remember. Like, she gets outed or something. And everybody – it's a slow motion scene of everybody kind of glaring at her and shaking their heads. Yes, with Bittersweet (laughs) Symphony just, like, (laughs) glaring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's the other thing. This movie had such – good music yes i can get why you put colorblind on your playlist like obviously tracks yeah that's definitely definitely revisiting the soundtrack is is the other thing that we're going to do is kind of like a a side project on this episode and and that's for sure like gonna bring back a lot of i I mean it is all those songs are such a good tribute to i guess that was early 2000s or was it 
I guess I haven't looked time. it up yet. We'll we'll look it up. Okay, but um, yeah, I like someone. I like at work they played coffee and TV in the background, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh god, <laughs> this these songs were so good. Yeah. Like, all these songs you're saying them and I'm like, oh yeah, I hadn't thought about that song in like 20 years, you know? I know. I feel like that, I might I might be getting that one mixed up with the um, Romeo plus Juliet, the Romeo Juliet Baz Luhrmann. Oh. I feel like that was another one that had like a killer soundtrack and I feel like I might yes. be mixing up because it was like, yeah, no, there's a song that I was definitely was like, oh, that's on Cruel Attentions and now that I think about it, it's on the... Um, well, remember that had uh, Desiree. That's the one I was thinking of. Yep. Which, which <laughs> yeah. I also think was on my sex playlist. <laughs> I mean, that's another good movie soundtrack to draw from. Like, it, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. I don't think I ever had a sex playlist. <laughs> I mean, I never – I am I was a virgin for a long time. I never used it. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, even if – even if like the moment had arisen and you were like, oh, hold on, let me put on this playlist. <laughs> I I hope you would have quickly been like, oh, never mind. I'm turning this one off. This yeah. Not- and, then, and then colorblind starts and they're like, oh, I hate myself. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. Do you have any other like specific scenes that you remember really well or? Um, well, I, so I definitely remember them first having sex and then they, like, he goes up an escalator. escalator. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's wearing right? like a, a purple, like a lavender cardigan. Ah, uh, right. She's like such a little <laughs> angel. What is that about? Yeah. And wait, are they, are they related? This is what I can't no. remember. They're step, no. They're Sarah steps- Michelle Geller. Okay. Yeah, step siblings. God, remember, like, and Clueless, they did that too. Like, it's oh, we're, gonna take, we're gonna take this old school thing where they're sort of related and make them just step siblings, so it's okay in the modern world. <laughs> and like, show it to kids and be like, kids, this is like a total thing that yeah. should influence your like feelings going forward. Ugh. Yeah, she was very like. I don't know why I really liked sexual manipulation as a kid, but I think I did. <laughs> I was always like, it, it always like captivated me for sure yeah. I think and I remember thinking as a kid well I was like oh I would have loved to live in 18th century France you know and you're like your only tool your only <laughs> weapon is your sex <laughs> I mean I guess oh god that's so like sad in a lot of ways like that's <laughs> yeah I'm so I'm so I'm so glad that that's not true the anymore and I'm anymore. so yeah and I'm so sad that that's like something that even even for people of our generation, like think that right was like perpetuated in such a way that, that you would have had those thoughts. I mean, that's like, that's the thing I wonder there's stuff I've watched. I've gone back and uh, even just now and like in the me too climate. Yeah. Yeah. um, I'm like, wow, this really doesn't hold up anymore. It's really awkward to watch this. And I have a feeling that this movie right now is going to be awful. That's why why I'm really glad that we're doing this one like now, even, even opposed to like, you know, two months ago, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to be so different. Yeah. Oh boy. I know. Um, One thing that I'm remembering, um, did you ever watch, was it the MTV Video Music Awards? Yeah. They had an award for Best Kiss. Yes. <laughs> and it who was won? Thelma Blair and Sarah Michelle Geller. Yes, with the like string of spit between them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad it's the streak of spit that you remember too. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone could forget that because then they they use that in um not another teen movie. In oh, this. I never saw it. You what? No, you did it? Never, no, I oh. saw the scary movie. Whatever. But I never saw that one. It was great, especially because I was obsessed with all of those. But they <laughs> they have a makeout scene in it, and it, they like take it to the ultimate extreme where it's just Ugh. disgusting. Yeah, oh, so God. God. <laughs> Do you think the director wanted the spit, or was or did it just accidentally happen? Like, was he like and leave a string of spit on? <laughs> oh God, what a weird thing to request, or like know that you want i guess i I mean i guess unless he's like watched a lot of porn because that's i feel (laughs) like that's like having spit just everywhere is like a porn thing not a movie thing yes (laughs) i don't i don't know i i hope it just happened i I, I think about the director yeah uh me neither i (laughs) and how their how's their career now oh my god yeah i'll do i'll do some research well i'm gonna say how's his career now i'm gonna guess this movie is directed by a man i'm i'm 90 percent positive oh my god how like that's what other what other areas is this gonna check is like being problematic in so the women thing check I, it's probably going to be homophobic in some way. Oh, it sure is. Josh Jackson. <laughs> Josh Jackson. You remember? No. Um, is he? Is he gay? Yep. It's. Uh, he's super duper gay. Um, oh. <laughs> um. I think. Oh boy. Yeah. I think it might be Ryan Philippi. Somebody. Somebody calls him by a slur at some point. Yes. Wait. Does Ryan Philippi hook up with Josh Jackson? Mm, no, no. But somebody else is hooking up with him because he has a mouth like a Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's some other rich guy, and I don't remember who, but I remember that line. Like, really <laughs> I think this is what traumatized me as a child is thinking that people would like oh, talk God. about my sexual activities with such discussion and descriptors. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's fair. Like, they really, they really. I mean, in his book, he's got like everything. Yeah, Joshua Jackson is gay. That's true. That's going to be an issue. Okay. Um, there's and no- also how old is everybody? Oh yeah, they're supposed to be in high school, and they're definitely. Well, I mean, I was rewatching even like Buffy, and it's not. Yeah, like, they're all so old. So I feel like I can I can put that aside. Can you put that aside? Yeah. Well, I think so. But how old is Selma Blair? I mean, I'm just worried how old how old the characters are supposed to be. I think that's like now senior seniors in high school. Oh, okay. I thought I was like because you look back at some stuff. It's crazy to think about Clueless. I mean, they were on their 20s when they were shooting it. Yeah. But it's like, God, they're 15 and they're having these kind of – and I'm such – now I feel like such a grandma. I'm like, oh, 15-year-olds. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, I think I – think, I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar's character says something about like their senior year or whatever. But I think Selma okay. Blair might be supposed to be younger. Yeah. She acts not- like she's supposed to be younger, but still yeah. high school. Also, I'm really excited to look at all of Sarah Michelle Gellar's outfit choices. <laughs> all her corsets. All her corsets. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the one at the beginning when she's like seducing him. Yes. And he's got like his hand on her boob. That's like all I can remember that she wears in the movie. I just, I don't, God. And she had a great four poster bed. I mean, it was the ultimate for anyone who had that like sexual deviance fantasy yeah. of like, corsets and being and, you know, cor- up and stuff corsets were never i'm trying to wonder if i actually wore a corset i had one oh because I, I wore it in pippin but <laughs> <laughs> uh but they but like corsets when they were made in the then and now they're like they're not bendy or stiff like or they're bendy so yeah, like, they're totally bendy 
So you'd bend over and then you would just have this weird like corset pooch. Yeah. I know exactly I know exactly what you mean. They were never yes. yeah, they were they were not authentic in that no, way. I always wanted an authentic one. Yeah. Like the one I mean, I always wanted like the one in Titanic. Just to like know, you know, yes. not to like wear regularly, but just to like feel. I mean, I did so when I did our town in college, we mm-hmm. had authentic corsets and they're they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell tell me more. Well, I'm now I'm thinking I'm like, well, I lost a lot of weight during that because like I couldn't eat a big dinner before going into <laughs> It was like super it was like actually that fitted. Yeah. I mean we could like loosen it up if we wanted to. Um Wow, you'd think yeah. for acting you'd want to have like, you know, breast support. support. I know. I mean it wasn't it wasn't insane by any means, but right. there is it does keep you in and like sitting down sucks. Like no Ugh. one sits properly for corsets anymore. How um how did you have to sit? Like so straight, like straighter than you think straight is. And if you don't, there are some so there are certain corsets, um, I can't remember like what time period where they go all the way down to your hip bone. Mm-hmm. So they, I don't I just don't think they want women to sit down. No, like, and then they also have those like terrible shoes, probably. But I guess men had terrible shoes in the in those times too, right? Yeah, I don't know that yeah. much about costumes. And in so in the like dangerous liaisons time that this is based on, they were way more like it was the weird point. So then, does that mean? Do you know the weird point? Do you know what I'm no. talking about? Like, it goes so the corset goes down to a point, but it would usually be like a long piece. So I don't know if like you're sitting down and it just like goes right into your crotch. Oh, in the front, like a long piece. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and um, that doesn't doesn't seem comfortable. No, I mean none of it was. I think the whole point back then was like to make so rich that you don't. Yeah, you you don't need practical. We've yeah. come so far, and yet there's so far still. Ugh, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have any other um, kind of like final, final anticipations or final things that you remember specifically that you're excited to see? Or oh, well, there's you know there is an off Broadway. Oh version, my god, yes. musical version of <laughs> Cruel Intentions yes. coming out with the worst like Broadway version of Bittersweet Symphony Bitter- that I have ever heard in my life. Well, the so only bad. One very bad that yeah to be fair the only one yeah but um i was wondering if they were going to use that song and then also they're all so young in it yeah and it's kind of like i I, this sounds kind of silly but when i saw the the hair revival i was like all of these kids are so young they don't remember this time period at all so they're like oh we're just fun hippies and they don't get it And it's and it's terrible to equate cruel intentions to that because like it doesn't have the same political importance. Right. <laughs> but I'm seeing these kids and I'm like, you guys don't really get what this is about either. But at the same time, like we were in middle school. Like, did we get what it was about? I, I probably I mean so. I don't think I did. I think we're going to see some um <laughs> Interesting ramifications. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. what I thought what what struck me about that trailer, and I'll link to it in the episode, was um was that it they seemed to be trying to cast people who looked like the people in the movie. Yeah. Which is always I mean, I guess it like it makes sense if that's what you're making a but it was just I don't know, it was just like really um strange to me because 
the movie is not a musical. So I was like, you've already deviated enough from the original content. Like you don't need to make them look the same. You know, I know. I know. It's very disappointing. I'm sure I don't even know where it's playing. I have to see if it's like, (laughs) because with off Broadway, it can be a really nice place like new world stages, or it can be like, (laughs) not a nice place. And like how, how much would it cost if it was like, not a nice place off Broadway to get to get a ticket? Right. If it's cheap, uh, (laughs) that's, that's, what I'm um that's what I'm suggesting (laughs) (laughs) do the research take one for the team no it'll be I will um I wonder if they're gonna release oh probably not if it's off Broadway they probably won't release like a soundtrack well if it's a smash hit they would that's true well if it's a smash hit it's going to it's going to Broadway it's going to Broadway (laughs) um I don't know if it will. I don't know. I'm very curious. I will have to look into it. Wait, is it okay if I Google really quickly? Yeah, totally. Cruel Intentions musical. I want to see who wrote it. Um, who wrote the musical? Oh, watch it's like Paul Rouge. Oh, and like watch, the it, watch it's like it's like Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> that would be amazing. He He'd worked like, on he worked on Bring It On the musical, so you never know. And Bring It On was good. <laughs> yeah, because Lin Manuel Miranda wrote it. Like, yeah. <laughs> It was really good. Ooh, there's Sunday fun day pricing. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, and of course, the like marketing footage, or the marketing is like just her corset, her bra, and her like little cross thing. What else matters? Um, nothing. They're like, we're we're all just here for the corset, obviously. And the cross, and when they dump it out and it's full of um, cocaine. Yes. Uh, and then she like cries. Wait, yeah. it won't even say who the composer is, which is concerning <laughs> to me. <laughs> Probably because oh. it's Lin- Lin-Manuel Miranda and he wants to like keep a low profile. Keep it. But they did. Oh, and oh my God, Eva Price, who produced my off-Broadway show, Voca People, is the producer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Sucker, yeah, you, and you Sucker, Sucker Love Productions. You know, like isn't that the in the song in the beginning? The Sucker Love is Heaven. And you bucker up. Yeah, the placebo song. Yes. So is that oh, man. their group? I really oh, don't boy. know who wrote the music. That's Prison so funny. Cruel Intentions, the 90s musical experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, wait. What if What if it is like just 90s music and they didn't write any original music? <gasps> and they just sing covers of placebo and verb songs. <laughs> I have to see it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, Colorblind will be on there. Oh my god! And here's the other crazy thing: um, is that they so they did make everyone look like the people, except they have a token, a token ethnicity uh, minority. How am I saying this? There was in the movie, though. There was really. Yeah, it was the cello teacher. Oh, was the cello teacher was a black guy. Okay, good. I'm like, yeah. This is really annoying. They're like, everyone's gonna look the same, except for we need one black person oh, here. Do not worry. The movie already thought of that, and they. Thank God. (laughs) I mean, that was, that was the thing in the nineties. She was having like the token. There were a lot of things in the nineties that I'm learning that we had in movies that I'm like, ugh, why do we do this? This is dumb. I know. Well, and even like, even things like going back and watching friends, you're like, oh, that was so homophobic and awful. Actually. I I think I'm like too, I don't, I don't know. And I was like a big fan and like 15 years ago, when it was at yeah. its peak, I was like a huge Friends fan. And now I'm just like, I don't want to look at that again. Thanks. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at tickets. $39 to $109. $39 so is a reasonable price. Secret Society seating is $109. What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully I can make it on Sunday and we can... <laughs> 
<laughs> discuss that. Do it. There's, I think that, okay, so here's what I imagine for Colorblind. It's going to be Reese's character and mm-hmm. Ryan's character. And they're going to be, it's going to be just like them. And they're going to be singing and they're kind of going to go back and forth. And it's going to harmonize and it's going to be like really beautiful. And then they're going to dance sex. Yeah. They're going to. I hope it's an interpretive dance of some sort. Of some sort of sex. Yeah. Because that's oh. when they, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> I just found the description. So um, this new musical is a full on 90s throwback to when email was for quote unquote geeks and pedophiles. What? Oh my goodness. And rosaries were more than a fashion statement. Elder cocaine. Featuring your nostalgia inducing hits like Love Fool, Just a Girl, Only Happy When It Rains, and of course, Bittersweet Symphony. Huh. Because Love Fool, uh, Love Fool I strongly associate with Romeo and Juliet. So they're doing a yes, really weird match. They're not. And Just a Girl, Just a Girl <laughs> is not in Cruel Intentions no, at all. So no. I think they just... <laughs> Which which okay? Which girl do you think sings it? Uh, just a girl. I feel like it has to be Sarah Michelle Gellar's. I character. think so too. I think so too. Oh, man, or or maybe like Selma Blair's character sings it after she has sex. I have to listen. I, I have to know. re-listen to that song too now. I know. <laughs> it's uh, like a spiraling uh, pop culture reference. Okay, we should watch <laughs> it um, and then okay. come come back and and revisit it. Fabulous. Okay, I'm excited. So, me too. <laughs> All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back soon. And we're back. Yay! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> wow, Katie, this movie is so bad. It is so bad. It's so so bad. <laughs> it was really awful, and I think the most surprising thing for me was like how horrible Ryan Phillippe's acting was. Oh my god, it's the worst. I mean, like, I think he's... here's the thing. I don't think it's I don't think it's him. I think it's the writing. Yes. <laughs> okay, but I interrupted you. He's well. I think he took the like. I'm just gonna purse my lips, and that will be, <laughs> and yeah. that will be Sebastian's character. It was really bad, and, and he did like a lot of like baby talking. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And At also, least... like, why was he hot? Why did anyone think he was hot? I kind of. I thought I he was still it. hot. I still thought he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, at least he's still hot. <laughs> he's like, he's so like pretty. Like, yeah, his face is yeah. like perfect. But I mean, he's not like masculine. Um, no, but he's definitely like my type. Uh, well, for sure. All right. <laughs> but yeah, his acting was the worst. Um, it was really he, bad. He wasn't even my least favorite, though. In Who this. was your least my, favorite? Selma Blair. Oh, so bad. Okay, so bad. here's the question. So bad. Like, does, like, now watching it, it's like, is she on the autism spectrum? And did they mean for her to be that way? Because watching it oh. now, in 2018, you're like, they wrote her so poorly. That she that's, seems- see, I was just thinking she was written really badly. But you're, yeah, that's I'm, an interesting, like, does she have something? Like, is there, like... Well, I don't think they intended it that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And whatever in the '90s, I don't think they meant that. And I feel kind of bad for her because she's like great in other stuff. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, like she's got she's got talent, but she just wasn't. No, like, I don't her know. Character- I feel like yeah. The director was like, "Okay, can you actually do it like younger?" And she's like, "Are you sure?" And the director was like, "Yeah, I'm sure." And she's like, "I guess." And then like that's what worked. Yeah, Ugh. it's like 
Oh, it's so bad. I mean, she just looked now in this day and age, we're like so hyper aware of, I, I at least in my mind, like Asperger, Asperger's mm-hmm. or, and it just seems like she has developmental issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like no, in I, a high functioning style. Yeah, there's something going on for sure because she's just like a little too. I'm trying to look and see like what else this director has done to see if like he's a white man. Classic. Let's see. Okay, so another movie that he's done has a picture on the cover of a woman who's naked and she's holding a very large book to cover up that she's naked. And it's called (laughs) The Sweetest Thing. So, um, oh wait, is that the sweetest? That's not the sweetest yeah, thing with it's the sweet, it's well, with with Selma with Blair and the sweetest thing with Selma Blair and um, it Cameron was Christina Diaz? Applegate, and yeah, and, yeah, yeah, the very same. Um, oh my god, that movie was like also awfully, awesomely bad. <laughs> Some people love it, and I watched it, and I was like, I think it was like the worst two hours I've ever. Oh no, he did yeah. one called Just Friends, where it's a person who looks like they have a fat suit on being kissed by a pretty woman. Oh. He's done a lot of like TV episodes. Okay. Including like a show that I respect to those who can't because it was started by a whole bunch of Denver comedy guys. He did an episode of The Mindy Project. Oh, get um, out of he, here. He did a lot of episodes of Suits, but I don't know anything about that. No. Um, but yeah, other than that, he's. Oh, he did one episode of Entourage. Is anybody surprised? No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised by any of those because I think just friends. Is that just a movie about the friend zone, basically? Because he's a fat, ugly guy. That's, I mean, that's based on the cover. That's my guess. But I, I mean, have and no the sweetest idea. thing, I don't know if it's worth a watch. It's really awful. They sing a song about how, like, the, like someone's penis is too big. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, too big to fit in here, too big to uh, fit in there. Oh, and God. And now knowing that it's directed by a man makes it a majillion times worse. Yeah. He also Aww. did one called Senior Trip. Have you heard of uh-huh. that one? No. It looks like a very, like, early 2000s, um, like, college. Like, sexcapade. Yeah. Yeah, like, people getting into trouble. Oh, but Jeremy Renner is in it. <laughs> wow. Now I'm just, like, going into Listen, a you gotta hole. start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere, and that's where Jeremy Renner started. Oh my god, I'm gonna send you a message really quick. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna send you a message with a link to a picture of Jeremy Renner in this movie, and you're gonna laugh. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of starting somewhere, me watching Reese Witherspoon do this movie is... Oh my god. <laughs> I just got the picture. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Didn't we it's all perfect. like mm-hmm. dream of you know having that hairstyle <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh and those earrings uh, and the necklace, and the necklace. Uh. <laughs> 95 95 Jeremy Renner. okay so not even not even like early 2000s no you have so much <sighs> further to go Jeremy just you'll get hotter it gets better just wait <laughs> just wait Jeremy <laughs> Okay, so you're talking about Reese. Yeah, so Reese, watching this, because, you know, I truly admire Reese and what she's done, you know, creating her own production company and female-driven work, and I'm watching this thinking, like, this must have been the catalyst (laughs) for even wanting to do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I could almost feel her, like, rolling her eyes. Yeah, it's true. Like, while doing it. But wasn't (laughs) she with 
Ryan Phillippe? Yeah. So is this where they met? Is this I, where they? I, and wasn't maybe like maybe she was like pregnant during parts what? of it? Or am I mis? Am I misremembering that? Like very Ryan. early stages of pregnant? Because I uh, feel because like I remember hearing that, but I definitely could be misremembering. How cruel intentions brought Reese Witherspoon, Ryan Phillippe, and their kids back together? What? This can't be right. Okay, read it. Let me know. So yeah, so their romance—they were together. Do you remember when he said when they were presenting an award together, and he was like, "Here, you open it. You make more money than I do." And then they got that's divorced so... shortly after that. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I was gonna say that's so progressive and great of him, but like, obviously, no. it was like a point of contention in their marriage. Yeah, he okay. didn't—he didn't say it in a funny way. She was not Dur- pregnant during the filming, but she was pregnant during the press tour. So that's what it was. Oh, so they—so they were already together when it. Happens. Yes. Oh. So that I guess that I mean they kind of they kind of have a fun chemistry. Like, yeah. I did I did like that that aspect, and I liked his chemistry with Sarah Michelle Geller too. Um, mm-hmm. But the individual perform like the individual performances didn't work to me. But pe- the actors like playing off of each other like did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of my overall impression. So let's um, start at the beginning. I took a lot of notes. Did you take notes? Okay. I did take notes. Cool. Um, my first note is Tara Reed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the <laughs> the amount of stars like and Christine Baranski and Susie yeah. Kurtz like look at the yeah. was it Susie Kurtz? It was Susie um, Kurtz. I forget the only one the that psychiatrist. I knew, yeah, I, that's who I that's who I thought you were talking about. But the only one I don't know what else she's been in. But um, Christine Baranski for sure. This is like why I know her, which is like a right. little embarrassing. <laughs> <Sad>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she yeah. was she was just that woman in everything. You know, like she was that woman. And the then second she thing did. that I remember being aware of her in was The Grinch. Me too. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, that's pretty embarrassing. But as long as, like, I'm aware that she's, like, an amazing actor of stage and screen. But yes. that's, how, that's how I know her is those two <laughs> dumb roles. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were young, so that makes yeah, sense. That's true. That's true. And, like, Joshua Jackson... Sean yes. Patrick Thomas, like everybody's in this movie. But Tara Reid, they really like they use her in one scene. Oh but my she's god. Great in it. So great. She's the best part. That's the best acting of the film. I guess Wait, that's true. between between her and Sean Patrick Thomas, I would say. Is yeah, that actually Sean great. Patrick Thomas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he Are looks- you confusing him with Oh, Mackay no, 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 no. Pfeiffer. I was thought you were going to say another guy whose first name is Sean and has three first names as his name, Sean William Scott. Oh, um, no. Because I used to get their names mixed up. Not like them, of course, because they're very different <laughs> people, but I got their names mixed up because they have three uh-huh. first names and their first names are Sean. Yeah. It's very confusing. No, <laughs> no yeah. It's Sean I, Patrick Thomas, not Mackay okay. Pfeiffer. Okay. So this Mackay Pfeiffer was an O. Yes. I think. Yes. I but think Sean right. Patrick Thomas was like the black guy of the 90s. Right, so I think you might be thinking it was Mackay Pfeiffer because Sean Patrick mm-hmm. Thomas was in another Julia Stiles movie, Save the Last Dance. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, they're all like, they all work together like so much. It was I just know. like that crew and they were always like in the same was movies this, as each other. So they were like, what was like with the Breakfast Club, what, what are those, the Brat Pack. So it was like our right. Brat Pack, I guess. Right, but I think it was like, I think it was a little bit more like sprawling, you know, like. Oh, definitely. It wasn't yeah. as tight as like the, those like six or whatever, five that John Hughes yeah. used all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
Sean Patrick Thomas. I almost said Sean William Scott. He's great. (laughs) Oh, and I, and you know what? I, I, this is kind of skipping ahead, but I really liked his, like, the black man is God. Praise Jesus. The black, like, I did not remember that. I did not remember that they, like, actually addressed the racism. Well, and also Christine being like, like, but he's so black. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they kind of, they, like, I think she did a good job. Like, they, they made it be like, oh, no, we're very unlikable in our racism. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, Which was, like, kind of a relief, especially Mm -hmm. after they've been, like, so chill in their homophobia. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) The most cavalier, the most cavalier homophobia in the world. It was really bad. How old is Ryan Phillippe supposed to be in this movie? I think 18, 17. Oh my god. He seems like he's 15. They all, well, no, except for Sarah Michelle Gellar, who when she's not... She's 30. Well, yeah, when she's not wearing her corsets, she has these, like, 40-year-old editor of a fashion magazine (laughs) outfits that, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And says words like matriculating. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Uh, oh my god. Um, but he was, I don't know. So, like, that, okay, so the first scene, he's in therapy, and he's talking to his, like, obviously, like, super expensive therapist, and it's, like, mm-hmm. I don't think that even, like, I don't know, she just, like, her her outward disdain from him, like, seemed so unprofessional to me. And, like, <laughs> just right off the bat, it took me out of the movie, because I was, like, she... Like, she hates him, and she's not even pretending to help him. Like, this is not realistic. And then it also took me out of the movie when he was, like, being completely inappropriate towards her. (gasps) And she wasn't, like, doing anything about it. Uh I was like, this is so weird. Like, nothing about this is in any way realistic. No. I I don't understand it. Ugh. (laughs) It was the weirdest. It was like, I guess they, like, decided this is how we'll do character exposition by... Yeah. You know, look, even his therapist. I mean, everything everything was painted with such bold, obvious colors to make sure... Like, everything seemed really heavy-handed. I think you're right. (laughs) And I guess it did, like... It did set it up in that way, but not in a way that I was like, I don't know. It just took me out of it so hard. Mm-hmm. And I also was like, remember when naked photos on the internet was like the worst thing that could happen to you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, honey, <laughs> sitting here smoking a cigarette. You ain't seen nothing yet. And you like, can't like, she's like covering her boobs and like, you can't yeah. see anything. <laughs> and she's like, this is the worst ever i was like oh god uh, i'm so sorry i know um, so that was, was a was simpler like, time yeah <laughs> and then that the woman who he sees like in the cardigan and she, her name is like larissa and i'm like of course yeah. it is like <laughs> of course it is like this all ugh. oh god it's oh, so bad so bad. does he say what, so what does he say to her like oh what's his pickup line to her now i can't uh, it looks like somebody could use some therapy yes <laughs> Which, like, okay, fine, but, like, how did Larissa, and this is something that even, even at the original times that I watched it, I was like, how does Larissa know that's a therapist office? Right. No one, no one knows. Right. Like, that's the whole point of therapy is, like, it's usually super discreet, but maybe if it's, like, a Uh celebrity therapist who has, like, books and stuff. She knows. I don't know. And then we get to the scene where we meet Selma Blair. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing a little koala. 
on her shirt and like probably not a bra and she's just sitting there with her legs like wide open i mean yeah this is what makes me think that even if they didn't intend it at the time now it just reads as like a social disorder yeah because even even if you're like young you know not to do that I it almost down. would have been yeah go ahead it, it almost would have been better if she had if they had painted her more because she could have done all of those things while also just being over sexualized like that she knew she was doing it right it almost right like just like a horny teenager that like just figured out how to masturbate for the first time and they're like Rah! like yeah yeah or if they had like cast somebody who was younger <laughs> yeah which I don't like that would have been like ooky in its own ways but yeah it would have like felt more believable if she actually like passed as I don't know, is she yeah. coming in as a freshman? That's what I took it as. Yeah, if she had passed as like fourteen. Fourteen. Ooh. Which would have been oh <laughs> gross. <laughs> so complicated that just complicates everything yeah but if she'd actually yeah now i'm just thinking call me by your name because there's a lot of like age dynamic stuff in that too um Mm. but they handle it very very well and i don't trust this movie enough to do that no Um, i wrote down like it's so bizarrely formally acted and i don't know if it's the acting (laughs) or the writing like i don't know who to blame for this uh it's very it reminds me of if you watch old uh laugh track comedy like the rhythm is so if you're like like i'm a big friends fan so Mm rewatching friends it's all like you're watching it and it's almost like a song like you know exactly the timing of how those lines go and that's kind of how it was like it like everything i mean they were all funny ideas right like that scene is actually kind of funny but right um, but it's all done in like this perfect pacing the next thing that struck me was like how jarring it was that the profile of Annette was in Seventeen magazine. <laughs> like yes. they're so fancy, but it's in Seventeen magazine. I was like, could you just like put it in like I guess Vanity Fair would not publish shit like that. No. But like that's the type of like tone that I expect like them to read, you know? Although now now that I think about it, I feel like Seventeen because I was really young when this movie came out, so Seventeen. Was a fancy magazine because I wasn't 17 yet. <laughs> oh, interesting. Sense? I think even as like a 14 year old, I was like, I understand that 17 magazine is for 15 year olds. <laughs> so it's like just above me, but it's not 17 above me. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, like the color palette of the magazine like doesn't go. I don't know. I was just like really that for some reason, like that tiny detail was like really troubling to me. I don't know what magazine they would have done that also yeah. teenagers would read. Um, but I feel like the thing is, they're not teenagers. Like, they are, but they don't. Yeah. They smoke close cigarettes. <laughs> I guess that's what teenagers do. I mean, and this is the weird thing about the movie, too, is it almost looks like they took the set from Dangerous Liaisons and were like, we're setting it in modern times in New York. The overly grand apartment, like, penthouse in mm-hmm. New York. Um, the overly grand, like, out in the country house that they all look like they're almost from that time period. So it almost yeah. seems like a weird time warp to have a Seventeen magazine randomly show up. That might be it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that might be it. It is so, and there's a couple of those where, like, something happens that's very clearly, like, early 2000s. And you're just like, ugh, this is jarring. Yeah. And I think, weird yeah, stuff like maybe that. that's, maybe it's that, ugh. I don't know. Right, because they even... Does someone have a cell phone? Because they even have, like, the old princess phones, you know? Right. Like, I don't know really... if anybody does have a cell phone. Yeah. Who would? 
I don't know. I think it was before cell phone. T- well, it wasn't before cell phone times, but I've never heard the term princess phone and I love it. Is that like the big boxy phones or like not boxy, like, but like, no, the one that she had when, um, remember it has like the gold, um, the schmancy ones, with the gold on the side, they just look like silly and schmancy. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Yeah. They've got like the, they've got like the earpiece that's straight yes. and then the talking and then the piece kind of one. curves up to be talked into. That and is extremely fancy and i kind of want it now i know me too (laughs) even though i don't have a landline so like what would it what purpose would it serve i want to have it like on my desk so this brings us to the scene where sebastian and Catherine make the bet yes it's like and they they go kind of the whole okay so the the whole purpose of this movie is that Catherine wants to get back at her ex who snubbed her when she was giving him a blowjob in a car and so her ex now has a crush on Selma Blair's character Cecile and he's played by Charlie O'Donnell O'Connell another iconic early 2000s <laughs> late 90s early 2000s celebrity and so she's trying to get back at him which turns into this bet that Ryan Phillippe can sleep with this other person it's very convoluted and I forget how yes. they got there was he just like this isn't a challenge this is a challenge and she's like okay because yes. that doesn't serve her ends no you're right you're absolutely right there are there are holes everywhere because because uh, also like it ends up being thrown that part of it the initiating part of it the impetus is thrown off because Selma Blair didn't even really like her date with him so right. like 10 minutes later it's like a non-issue <laughs> right so yeah he's like no I don't want that I want like things that are a challenge so maybe it's more just like now they're just two Phil- is it Philistines or Libertines? Libertines. I think Libertines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Philistines are specifically, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I I'm think pretty sure it's Libertine. So they're two like you know Casanovas just talking about conquest, and I think now it's almost like you know coming from a place of being experts at something. Be like, I bet you couldn't do that. I think right? that it's just that she like really really wants to fuck him, but she I, yeah she still has, and she kind of goes into this later like the kind of air or like you have to do the like some sort of facade of decorum if you're a woman but i think she's just mm-hmm. like looking for an excuse to fuck him, to fuck him. which is yeah. like ugh, frustrating um <laughs> but yeah is that so do you remember is that true of like the original oh um source material uh, or is that specific to this so i do remember i think it i can't remember if it starts with an exact bet I think the bet is actually just centered around Catherine. Oh, okay. So here we go. To soothe the wounded pride that she, like, from being uh, her Snubbed. ex-lover, uh, she seeks to arrange the seduction and disgrace of his young virgin fiance, Cecile. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, and Cecile's only been recently presented to society after spending her formative <laughs> years in a convent. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. So, um, so she calls on the similarly unprincipled Valmont to do the deed. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they kept the same names. That was nice. Yeah. That was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, offering her own sexual favors of, as a ward, as a reward. He declines. He is plotting a seduction of his own. And um, then she, she's amused she, and incredulous. Yeah. Never one to refuse a challenge. He modifies the proposal. If he succeeds in sleeping with Torvel, then Mertoy must sleep with him as well. 
Yeah. Right? Okay. He, so okay. it is exactly the same. Yeah. In that the bet has nothing to do with something that she actually wants. Right. She just, <laughs> Unless she just ah men tricking women again. <laughs> or she is using, or she's using the rules that she has to get what she wants, which is to sleep with him. Yeah. Um. Also, fun fact: Susie Kurtz is in the uh, dangerously. Zon's movie as a character, so she just as, as which character as one of the uh, main Cecile's ones a, Cecile's mother. Oh, that tracks. Yep, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Um, so wow. there you go. That's ugh. God, this movie is so bad. Um, it's so bad. Um, if you haven't watched Dangerous Liaisons or Valmont, I recommend for everyone to just like cleanse your palate after Cool Intentions <laughs> <laughs> and watch yeah. the plot as it was meant to be portrayed. <laughs> Um, I definitely, I definitely will. I mean, I think they did a good job with the plot. It's just like, ugh, so bad. Um, well, yeah. But my favorite line that she does in this scene is when she says, you can put it anywhere. Oh my God. I have that written down too. <laughs> Ew. Seriously? We're talking about anal right now? I can't. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. <laughs> I wonder, I think, I, I, I don't know what I thought that meant. I have no idea what I thought that meant, but it definitely don't. was not butt stuff. Oh, as a kid? In like, yeah, in like eighth Or, grade. you know, whenever we, yeah, was, I did I think of butt stuff? Did I think it was like, ooh, she means actual sex? I think or like, it ooh, meant oral sex? Yeah, I think I might have thought that, yeah. or like, you can just like, I don't know. <laughs> Just like, just plop it on my thigh, let it rest there yeah, just for a like little bit. Set it, set it upon my bosom. <laughs> like what? <laughs> but doesn't she, she turn around and shows her butt? Right? I don't remember. I think she movie. does. I mean, and that's obviously what it, what like she means. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I did not interpret it that way. No. Ugh, God, gross. I mean, I know. not not gross, but like. I mean, I support anyone. But it, uh, anybody yeah. can put whatever anywhere. What, what was this movie it's rated? Fine. Because there's like no way they say fuck a lot. It must. Be it must rated have been R. R. Like I cannot. I mean, I guess there's no nudity. Does IMDb tell but you what a movie was rated? I was just looking. Oh, it is rated R. Sexual dialogue and sexual situations involving teens, language, and drug use. I feel like my parents, like, if there were movies that they didn't let me watch, it was because of sex stuff. But for some reason, this movie was totally okay. Um, (laughs) Which watching now, maybe they just they were like, "You're old enough, I guess." I know. The, also, it has a they, six. It has a six point eight out of ten on IMDb. That too is, high. Too high. That's all people are remembering high. it nostalgically. It's like really, really bad. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes like, has it at forty nine percent. So that's. I more, would give it like a four. Yeah, I mean it's pretty. It's 10. really bad. It's definitely really bad. I although I did kind of come around by the end, which I don't. <laughs> I don't want to admit. But okay, so that's the bet scene, and then mm-hmm. we have the scene where it's not the kissing already, is it? No, I think. Oh, Joshua um, Jackson. No, I think he. I think he meets Annette next. Ooh. And he's, like, talking to her, and she says, I don't think people should experience the act of love until they are in love, and I don't think... God, it's amazing how I remember all these lines, like, verbatim. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think people should experience the act of love until they're in love, and I just don't think people are our age are, are capable of that. Um, <gasps> so smart. Was, yeah, but, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and, then, and then, do you know what his response is? No, I can't remember. Are you a lesbian? Ah! <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Come on now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep, that's what that means if you don't want to fuck everybody, you're a lesbian. Yeah. Like, I, oh, boy. You know, like, I was actually afraid about my prude or... It's so funny, the reputation that you're afraid of having in middle school. I, like, really didn't want people to think I was a lesbian or a prude. Like, why did I care? I think, I think it's because you watched this movie, and that's why you cared. Yeah, I think so. And then her response so. to that is, like, maybe even worse. She's like, ugh, no. Like... Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. Oh, this movie. This movie. It's so You're bad. You're so bad. Oh, boy. The um, the gay slurs in this movie. Oh, um, my God. Fudge Packer. Who? Yeah. I had forgotten uh, about that. That, yeah, that phrase that existed. Like the only one that I remembered because I, I learned it in this movie. Oh, right. And I, <laughs> I had to, like, put the pieces together and be like, oh, I get it. Like... I was like, I've never heard that before. I wonder what it means. Let me think about it. And then I did. And I was like, oh, I see. You know, this reminds me. So my brother in one of his classes, they had to make a fake business. And <laughs> and someone in his class actually made a fudge packing company. <laughs> because. <laughs> oh, classic. What? How old were they? Oh, uh, like 17, 16, right at the. Sounds right about right. Age. Somewhere in high school. <laughs> Yeah. And I remember even then, I'm five years younger than him being like, really, dude? Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh boy, it was like, God, everything was awful. Like, I mean, I mind the slurs in this movie, but what I mind more is the shaming. Like, right. It's all just like, and it's all like very, very stereotypical. And then, like, everybody's so... Gay characters are, like, so ashamed. Well, Josh Jackson's not, but he's just, like, a stereotype. But then then when Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair want to smooch, it's, like, great. I know. You know what? And Which actually, is so frustrating. Oh, I don't know if you've watched the TV show Skins, the the UK version. Mm-mm. It is also another like awful, sexually charged high school show of kids doing way too many drugs. I highly recommend it. Uh, <laughs> But when they brought it over, they brought it over to the U.S. and put it on MTV, and there was a male homosexual character, and they replaced the character with a female. Oh, no. I know. And then oh, my made God. Her, yeah, and then she fell in love with, with the male lead character in, like, the second episode. So she wasn't even, Ugh. like, it wasn't even a true gay represent. Well, I'm not going to say that, because, like, the spectrum. But it was still frustrating. Right. That is frustrating. Oh, my God. Anyway... Uh, representation, get better. Um, <laughs> another reason why everybody should see Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Katie, it's so good. It's so good. It was like, I don't know. It was like one of the best movies that I've seen in a Ooh. long time, I think. All right. I have homework and, Okay, so we're at the kissing scene. Okay. Oh, no, we skipped the whole, um, we skipped the whole cello lesson scene. Oh. But there's not that much there. Except that like, they're just like in love. Yeah, and it's very sweet and very, like, normal, and it's kind of a breath of fresh air until she says, Dr. King is my favorite. (laughs) And it's like, what? Like... What is happening in this movie? I mean, there's there's no way that a mother of... With that much means, like, a mother that wealthy would let her daughter be that dumb. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't... It doesn't doesn't add up. No. Ugh. I think you're right um, that she, like, well, I don't think the director's intended. Ugh. Okay. So now we're at the kissing scene. 
Yay. It's the best part. I'm just it's kidding. definitely the most memorable part. Um, I forgot it happened this early in the movie, too. I was like, oh. I too. Yeah. Wow. And I, I remember, like, her, like, picnic outfit. Like, that's, like, I have very strong memories of that. And I don't, I think when she was like, I'm going to put my tongue in your mouth and I want you to massage, massage my tongue with your tongue. I was like, oh, that's how you kiss. Uh-huh. I think that was, like, very. Um, and I and I did try that technique for several years before realizing. Um, it's just a little too much. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I, like, I probably did. I probably yeah. did. I remember, like, remember as a when you were first kissing and how much how much you overestimated tongue needs to be involved. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I remember a dude like swinging his tongue around my tongue, like swirling Ugh. it. I don't know. <laughs> Which is someone tried to do that to me now? I would be like, "Fuck off!" Please don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, like, figured out, like, pretty early on that, like, there's a lot about kissing that's pretty gross, and that if you can kind of (laughs) try to keep it mostly dry, everybody's probably going to be a little bit better. Yeah, Um, probably. So I think think that, like, just the grossness of it, like, factored into my kissing strategy, like, pretty early on. So Mm -hmm. I don't don't know if I have any, like, horror stories or, like, horror memories. Yeah, because uh, there are definitely times when somebody was trying to do that. I'd be like, nope, like back off. Like let's let's oh. try a different tactic. Uh, yeah, Ugh, it was bad. Gross. I know. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> Kissing's gross. Um, and you know, I remember it as if it were yesterday. The sw- the string of spit, as always. And yep, mm-hmm. yeah, that was very like exactly like I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the music swells in that scene, like so perfect now they did win best kiss didn't they they did they sure did of course they they did they kissed again during oh they did i I don't remember that (laughs) i think so was that what else would have been nominated even (laughs) i don't know i'll look it up (laughs) there's because honestly there's like no better kiss like even if you're doing like best kiss of all movies of all time i would still oh they're still doing this award that's so weird oh Oh, uh, Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen got it in Talladega Nights in 2007. I feel like I feel like MTV loves to get those those same sex kisses. They've been doing it since 1992. Oh my god, that's wild. Uh, they do kiss in their acceptance speech. It's just a little Good. peck, but you know. And then the other ones that were nominated that year were Drew Barrymore and Martin Michael Varton in Never Been Kissed. <gasps> How Hunts did that not Watson. win? Um, because have you seen Cruel Intentions? <laughs> I don't. I can't picture that kiss. I know, but it's just like the movie is called Never Been Kissed. Like it was. Yeah, a big that's deal. fair. That's fair. Um, Katie Holmes and Barry Watson in Teaching Mrs. Tingle, which is a movie I haven't thought about since 1999. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then Hilary Swank and Chloe Sevigny in Boys Don't Cry. (gasps) Which. How? Wow. That was coming out the same freaking year. Right. That is crazy to think about. Oh my there god! There were actually good movies in 1999. <laughs> no. um, and that and like, I and seen that Boys Don't Cry, but like, yeah. isn't it a 
better representation of a lot of things. Yes. So I was talking with my friend at work um, who is gay. Uh, Mm -hmm. She is a lesbian. And I was like, oh, my God, I watched Cruel Intentions. And it was super homophobic. And she's like, (laughs) yeah. I remember when Boys Don't Cry was the first movie I had ever seen that, like, actually represented lesbian characters. Yeah. Which is so, like, heartbreaking. Um, I mean, I'm like, what, but like, what has there been? Like, what other like really great lesbians in film have there been? Uh, since well, like blue is the warmest color. Oh, true. I didn't see that, but, um, I, <clears throat> I got bored. I, yeah, I didn't see it, but, um, it I, I mean, then simple. they're just like around, like, I, then there comes that lovely phase where they're accepted enough that they're just like lesbian characters. Like, remember, um, wasn't Sandra O's character in Under the Tuscan Sun gay? I haven't seen it. Oh yeah. She's like gay and pregnant and then um someone leaves her spoiler alert (laughs) Uh, i just feel like i feel like they don't like they're not like the the heroes of a lot of movies no certainly Um, not i don't know who has it worse asian american or asians or um lesbians yeah yeah (laughs) but i think it's pretty they're neck and neck because it's pretty bad i just googled movies featuring lesbians um and how did i forget about carol oh this movie also, I don't know if you've seen, but I'm a cheerleader, but that was one of my favorites. Okay, I think I have, but now, is that the one that she had to it's go with, to, like, gay camp? Yeah, with Natasha yeah. Leone. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah, good. I haven't seen a lot of these movies. There's one called I Can't Think Straight, which looks awful. We're getting it's there, just, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just weird that, like, in this the same year that something so progressive could come out, that there's, like, also this movie that is so gross when it comes to homosexual stuff, just in the word... And the terms and then like their approach yeah. to female sexuality is so bad so and i'm so surprised that i like didn't realize it at the time uh, yeah but i don't know if we like recognized homophobia like ellen got her show canceled yeah I mean, I think, like, that sort of thing, I wasn't really following that kind of pop culture, but if somebody was like, oh, somebody had their show canceled because they were gay, I'd be like, I don't know if that's great. Yeah. And also just, I mean, if you, even watching um, Friends, like, they make so many Mm. jokes about Joey and Chandler, like, ha ha ha, isn't this funny? Because it's almost like they're a couple. Oh, but they're not. And, like, so even that, like, just some stuff doesn't read as well as it used to. I definitely remember that, that style of humor and being like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Where it's like not that fun. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Back to the movie. We <laughs> they just had. I think now we're at the part where where Ryan Philby and Reese Witherspoon go in the pool. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like, you know, when she comes in and he's naked, I just want to know, yes. like, how long was he waiting there naked for her to come back down? <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as she went up, he like took off his clothes and just stood in the shower. Like stood there. Like, I'm not hey. moving. Yeah. The thing that struck me the most about that scene was when he's playing the one music and she's like, you're aware this is playing in every room of the house, right? And he's like, no, just yours. And then she's like, ugh. And she goes to walk away and he pushes a button and it changes to Love Fool. Yes. Um, which I was like, oh, this is this is perfect. Like, uh-huh. And also, like, it seems like she looks at him and it's like this little joke that they have. And I was like, I don't know if I get that joke, but I was very happy to hear that song in this movie because that's a song that I associate with the other best movie soundtrack, Romeo and Juliet. Yes. And also when she puts perfume on. Uh Uh-huh. Did that strike you as believable? Before jumping into a pool? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, does she put lipstick on too? I can't remember. Or is she just I wearing don't lipstick? I think she puts lipstick on. Okay. Um, I just remember the perfume. I guess. It, I mean, again, it's like this heavy-handed thing. Like, ooh, we have to see that she's actually kind of interested. So let's have her put yeah. perfume on. God um, forbid she do it in her acting. Yeah, I know. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just so disappointed. And then she gets in the pool and starts reciting this letter that her anonymous friend has written yes. to her, warning her about Sebastian. And she's got it memorized. It's like, girl, you are obsessed with this boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. have that letter memorized, like, verbatim. Yeah. God, this movie's so bad. Mm-hmm. Is it the directing or the writing? I think it's a, co- a combo. Okay. I, I don't know what to blame first. <laughs> I don't either. Ugh. I don't know. Do they uh, kiss in that scene? No. Do they kiss? Yes. They kiss uh, when she's reading outside. Yeah. I think that's okay. when he first kisses her. I love when a man okay. just interrupts me while I'm reading a good book just to kiss me and try yeah, to grab just my to, boob. Like, Ugh, God, it's the worst. For the first uh, time. Ugh. <laughs> God. <laughs> ugh. This movie is really bad. Um, so that scene happens, and then... Meanwhile, Catherine is still trying to sabotage. So while, yeah, so while Sebastian is trying to woo Annette, Catherine is still trying to sabotage Cecile. Mm-hmm. Um, she finds that Sean Patrick Scott, whose name is Ronald, has been mm-hmm. writing love letters to Cecile. Yes. And she gets those love letters and gives them to Cecile's mom. And Cecile's mom goes over and basically, in a rage, breaks it off. And Sean Patrick Scott is like, wow, so you're just, like, actually racist. And mm-hmm. she says, oh, please don't give me that crap. My husband we and I my- donate to Colin Powell. <laughs> Uh, and said, his response to that is so good. Oh, it's so good. Like, this is probably the truest, richest moment of the movie. Uh, and I'm glad, I, I mean, you know, we have so far to go, but that we were comfortable with addressing racism at that time yeah. period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, um, yeah, as bad as they, or as much as they don't try about the homophobia, they do try with the racism. And it, yeah. it, I think it works. Like, he, he storms out in a rage and yelling about how the black man is gone. And it's, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I remember and loving it back then, too, being like, yay! I See, that's, I don't, it was like totally over my head at the time. I was like, okay, that lady sucks. And so he left. Yeah. But yeah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. I know, and like the the Colin Powell line. I mean, that's so what a racist rich white woman would say. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, very... it dates the movie so perfectly too. Like, I know. <laughs> this is a very specific. That I, I know. Like, oh, so maybe it's guy. not the writing. Some of the writing is good. Hey, well, you know, he's maybe... like, I thought she was charging too much. Like that was a funny line. I that's why she was charging to ru- too much. Yeah, about the the why he ruined the therapist's daughter. Oh yeah, <laughs> she was charging yeah. too much. Yeah, that like, was a good line. Know. Maybe they got. Maybe they like hired somebody to add a few jokes. I bet. I bet so. And that person was like a genius. And then the rest of the writers were shitty. So then Catherine has convinced Cecile that in order to get Ronald to like her, she needs to practice by having sex as, with as many people <sighs> as she can. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how it works. Sounds right. Um, for sure. So, oh, and this is the scene where Sebastian assaults her. 
Yes, with uh, some oral leaven. And it's, it's so like, uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable because it's so clean clearly manipulative Ugh. and like yeah no, i don't know if you there's not consent are you familiar with the play how i learned to drive no it's about it is about a pedophile and a young girl and there is a scene almost exactly like this with a camera that like goes a little far and she's not aware of and i was like oh my god this is like too sad <laughs> and hard <Ugh>. like <laughs> yeah it's and and then he's like oh you promised you would let me like yeah <clears throat> just like no that's that was that i think that was very the idea that once you start something you don't have permission to stop if you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I think was something that was like really detrimental to me that I had to like very much like actively like unlearn right Um, which I think this movie plays no small part in that although I'm sure there's other horrible examples yeah but no I mean that is an um it's it's weird how something because the because it really is all based on reputation that's what the original book is about is like their reputations right. right um but to take that to high school and to add that sexual element is just really like sad and scary and a dangerous thing to play with in the way that they did. Yeah. Because I it was so such too. an influential influential movie for her. I mean that and I don't know if it just came from cruel intentions. It was just kind of in the cultural zeitgeist, but about, you know, what you might owe to a guy or what you consent to or what you don't. Like I remember very very clearly thinking about worrying about my reputation in middle right. school and in a shitty way. And I guess that's one of the things that's, like, really kind of encouraging about Catherine as a character is that she, Mm -hmm. like, everything that she does, she has full agency over, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is not, it's definitely not true of Cecile, and I would argue that it's also not true of Annette. So, like, as horrible... But but at the same time, then it's like, oh, you can have agency over your body if the thing that you're saying is yes. <laughs> you yeah. know? And like, I think, isn't that, isn't that a weird fucked up, like, I guess that's why I admired her as a kid watching it? Isn't yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely, like, rewatching it, I was like, I did not... I did not relate to her at all or like understand her motivations or I don't think I admired her really either but like but in that sort of sense of like being able to control the situation she's definitely yeah. the most admirable character like there's that scene where she's like <clears throat> she's like seducing him and like asking him how it's going with Annette and he's mm-hmm. like no I haven't done it yet I haven't and oh. she's like okay and then she's like okay well until then and she just gets up and leaves yeah and i was like like that was like oh oh you can do that right like but that then was... at the same time he's like he's like upset about it right but all like and then uh ah i don't know i'm like my my feminist brain is like having a hemorrhage like <laughs> trying to wrap my because she's giving him an over the pants hand job first of yeah all. Yeah. Um, which is cool to watch always. And then, <laughs> um, but then it's like that whole weird thing about how withholding is sexy, even right. if you want it. And like yeah. that's kind of a messed up message, too. Uh, so. You're right. <laughs> uh, so this I don't movie know. is so bad. <laughs> it, yeah, it's very complicated. It's really complicated. But it works. <laughs> it, it, like, oh, it, it works in that Ryan Philby does sleep with. Selma Blair's character. 
Yeah. <clears throat> like, he assaults her, and then right. she comes back for more. And why? What was his motivation for doing that? Because um, he invited her over. That's a he? really good question. I wonder if I wonder if he was just trying to, like, get Annette out of his head. Maybe. Or... Yeah, that's a really good question. They don't address that at all. It doesn't make any sense. And he doesn't seem that, like, happy to be there. Yeah, I. it's almost... There was a deleted scene where Sarah Michelle Gellar's sorry, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character asked him to. Yeah, she's like, "Okay, we'll do Again. we'll do like a little bit if you sleep with her." Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Ew. Yeah, I was I was like pretty much super. I was like in a rage at this movie by the by this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. But so then then they have like their their brunch or whatever, and Cecile is explaining her orgasm. To yes. You. Oh my god. Uh, and the music that plays. I don't know. And I think that probably also maybe set up unrealistic expectations. I don't know. <laughs> what was the music? Wait, was it, it just, just like instrumental, right? Yeah, and it just like mm-hmm. it just came to a crescendo when she said and then it was like an explosion. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, so come have, on. now now in the Cruel Intentions musical, which I did watch <laughs> After after Catherine tells her, no, you had an orgasm. She sings I Saw the Sign by Ace of Bass. <laughs> is that what that song is about? I don't know, but it is in the show. Uh, uh, they certainly made it that context. I Saw the Sign song meanings. Let's go to song I'm sure it's not com. about an orgasm. I would like it to be. That'd be what cool. is the sign, though? Uh... I don't know if that orga- that orgasm exists. <laughs> I don't know. The second result on Google says, is the sign by Ace of Base about a neo-Nazi? So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who knows? So maybe it is, maybe or... it isn't, but somebody is asking. <laughs> it was a funny, it was a funny song choice, I must say. That is a funny oh, song choice. I'm, also, I'm excited to watch it. Also in the musical, Racist Mom, when she finds out about the black uh, cello teacher, she sings No Scrub, and that is probably... <laughs> oh, no! Is probably the best. Oh, no, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think that was the... I was like, oh my god, this show is actually really clever. Way to go, you guys. Who sings Love Fool? Uh, It is a duet between Annette and... um, Sebastian. Yeah. It doesn't work as well. Yeah, it's too Um, peppy to be a duet. And Sarah Michelle Gellar sings Genie in a Bottle during the bet scene. Of course. Um, Of course. Reese Witherspoon sings Just a Girl, and it actually doesn't make sense, but, you know, it's a good song. No. I feel like Catherine should should sing that one. They also... So they do throw in other classics, of course, and they throw in... Mm -hmm. um, Remember the Goo Goo Dolls song from City of Angels? And um, I don't want want the world world to see me. Yeah. Uh, So Ryan Phillippe's character sings that when he's deciding, which we'll get to in a second, but when he's deciding he needs to break up with Annette. And it's actually like, it's really emotional. It works. And I'm like, okay. What song does Joshua Jackson's character sing? They do, um, oh God, what song does he sing first? He does a bunch of, uh, they do like all the boy band medleys. He and his jock. (laughs) It's really great. It's oh, really no. great. Like I was telling someone about about the musical, and she was like, "I saw it in L.A. and it was the most fun I've had." So it when seems it was in L.A., really bonkers. Yeah, 
It is. It is not. It's not meant to be good theater, but it is. That's really okay. Good. Okay, that's good. As long as they're not. If they took themselves seriously, I feel like it'd be just like insufferable. Yeah. But as long as they're like having fun with it, that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So then he sleeps with. What happens next? Okay. Sleeps with Cecile, and then he goes to the old folks' home with Annette. Oh yeah. And they and start I falling your in love. I said, "Would right. you like some water?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then she. They're driving back, and and she makes all those dumb faces at him, and that's when he falls in love. I was like, "This is so like." I get that it's like, "Oh, she made me laugh." Like nobody does that, but like. Like, that's how she chose to make him laugh was to like make stupid faces at him like that seems I, so it superficial seems ineffective no exactly and her faces weren't even that silly no oh well but i guess they were already in love in real life anyways so it just worked <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> that, that um, was yeah so he laughs he does a good job of like pretending like he's trying not to laugh like, yeah i thought his acting was good in that scene that was his best moment Probably. Sure. Probably. Actually, maybe his best scene is when he says, sorry, I can't. Oh, which is coming up next. Yeah. Is that the next scene? Um, I think, I think it so. might be. My notes get a little bit sparse because I like actually started being like, oh, yeah, I remember where this movie is going. Um, yeah. And like paying closer attention and being a little less critical. Um, but yeah, so she, God, they have this moment where he's like going to break up with her because she isn't letting herself find love because the only way that you can love somebody is by sleeping with them mm-hmm. was that his thesis there i guess is this also when she says the line i don't trust myself with you oh i think she does <laughs> i think she oh does. my god and that like i remember as a kid hearing that and being like oh yeah oh that's so dramatic and now you watch uh, it like, Ugh, yeah so dumb <laughs> oh my god oh yeah um and he says, he says, like, yeah, you're a hypocrite. I'm, I'm out of here. Yes, too hard. She says he's like about to turn and leave, and she says, wait. And she, <gasps> and she sits on the bed know. and she starts unbuttoning her <gasps> nightgown or nightshirt. <sighs> and oh my god, the look in her eyes when she's like, I am so scared. Yes, about all of this. Please don't break my heart. And then Ugh. he looks at her and says, I'm sorry, I can't. And leaves. Uh, that finally, scene was so good. It was really good. And very, um, as you are describing it now, it's like, God, relatable, right? Awful. Oh my I God. don't know. Or I, I don't, don't know if it's relatable, <laughs> but sorry. <laughs> Everyone must think I have a very traumatic past. Um, I mean, who doesn't? Like, honestly, like, right, if you yeah. go back into, like, the stuff that's happened like there's so there's so much that i like you know have forgotten about until like i revisit something and i'm like oh oh yeah i yeah isn't it weird to look back like oh that was semi-consensual that was yeah Um, oh boy oh boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um oh yeah uh thanks cruel intentions you done. Yeah. You done fucked up a lot of women. Yeah, um, fucked up a lot of women. I know. So, I, I mean, like, I remember that. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just remember that being a sad scene because she finally, like, went against her own guts and did it. And then he couldn't have her. And, like, how humiliating that must have been. That, oh my god, I can't even imagine. But, like, also, 
he did the right thing in that scene. That's yeah. like the first scene where he's done the right thing. He grew up. Right. We're starting um, to see a character arc here. Exactly. Which, and then, I don't remember what happens next. Oh, then Catherine tells him, Catherine tells him that she was just doing it to fuck with him. No, that's not yet. You're forgetting no? the most what important part. Oh, what am I forgetting? So the next, the next day, Reese Witherspoon is gone, and then uh-huh. he goes and somehow magically gets into New York City before her and is at the top of the escalator, because they haven't oh, had I, sex yet. I thought that Reese Witherspoon, or, no, I thought that Sarah Michelle Gellar was like, oh, I did it. I made you get all upset about this. I was just fucking with you. Ha ha. She does like you or something. And then he's like, oh no, I fucked up. And then he tries to find her. But I forget why. No, no, that's after she makes him break up with her. Oh, okay. Got Mm. it. Yeah. So they, yeah. He gets into the city before her. What do you think? Do you think she like took the train in? She must have taken the train (laughs) and he must have taken his car. I still don't, as a New Yorker, I still don't know if that would work. But I mean, all the stuff with like them driving and there's like zero traffic. I was like, I don't don't know if I buy this. Like in the the opening credits, I was like, I don't, this doesn't, this doesn't seem like New York. Across the Brooklyn Bridge. It's like, come on now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're, you're going and not stopping. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, but maybe he just has, yeah, who knows? Um, you know, it was different in the nineties. Yeah. Right. There was less traffic, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah. So then colorblind starts and yes, they go to his house and they finally have sex. Do it. And he's wearing that Royal, that Royal blue express shirt. Remember all those bright colored collared shirts that men wore at that time? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Not, not great. Um, and also she had all these like lavender um, oh so many cardigans buttoned up like who buttons up a cardigan but anyway Um, I button up cardigans but I didn't know I wasn't supposed to because I watched this movie (laughs) so you've been ruined in so many ways and I still button my cardigans. Well, my cardigans are a little different, but yeah, I still. Well, I never, my I never could because my boobs pulled them apart. So. You got to get the ones that um, the buttons start lower. Oh, because okay. yeah, I did used to do that. I did have like some. I have that same yeah. problem with with cardigans that like button all the way up. No way. Mm-hmm. I just don't buy yeah. those ones anymore. Yeah, you got to get yeah. the ones that start like the buttons start around like your belly button. Oh, and have like okay. two buttons. That's the trick. Well, yeah, um, I would have the best. Those <laughs> um, so yeah, then they sleep together, and then he does he break up with her like right after? No, so he. Um, but also, when they sleep together, he does ask, "Are you okay?" Which is which so is sweet. nice. Yeah, that's that like good. Was, that's the one time we've actually had sexual consent in this movie, so we have it's to true. be like really it's true. celebrate. Does she that. say yes? She does nod, and then they okay. kiss again. Okay, good. And that is, like, I remember seeing, like, oh, I wish a man cared about me that way. I mean, I think that's why I loved that song. I feel like, okay, anyway. so I feel like that's, like, the bare minimum. <laughs> like, I know. I mean, okay? yes. <laughs> it's so sad. Like our, like, our standards are so fucked up. But, yeah, just to even ask, even just to check in while, they, yeah. while he's breaking my hymen just to make sure yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Um, you should watch Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay, so then then what? Okay, so then he has flowers and he adjusts that little bow tie on that guy. Oh yeah, he's man. like he's like doing that I just had sex walk. Yes. Um and then uh Catherine, he goes to tell Catherine and she's like, "Oh, let's have sex now." And, and he's like, yeah, he's like, "No thanks." He's like not interested, and that's when she decides she's going to ruin him. 
And she has... Also, it's, do you remember her monologue? Oh, from I'm that the Marsha fucking Brady. Fucking Brady of the Upper East, East Side. And yeah. sometimes I want to kill myself. Um, yes. That, I used to know that whole thing. Yeah. Word for word. And I still, it came back to me like while I was watching right. it, I was testing Oh, I it. know. It was um, like, hello, old friend. Oh. Yeah. Do you think I like being Mary Sunshine 24-7. I don't remember it now. Yeah. It's gone already. Did some, I feel like that's probably a monologue someone used for an audition in high school. Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, I'm sure everybody used it for, like, I would consider Because like, you know, in high school, when you like watch movies and there's a monologue like that, that you see, you're like, I'm going to check that one in the book. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like put that one, file, file that one away for potential auditions. Yes. That would be so bad, though. Can you imagine being, like, a high school drama teacher and hearing, like, five of those in a row? <sighs> so uncomfortable with, like, <laughs> so a bunch of people that you hope haven't had sex and don't know yeah. what this monologue means. Yes. Yeah. So bad. Mm. Yeah, God forbid. I I don't remember what she says. I wish uh. I still had it, but I don't. So then he feels self-conscious and hurt. Well, so she, like, threatens his reputation saying that she would tell the headmaster because it's the headmaster's daughter right about it and she i'm looking up the sarah michelle geller crew intentions monologues to see if it's online um (laughs) so but she like threatens her reputation saying that like wouldn't it be terrible if it turns out that miss 17 is a sham and then also like your reputation would be destroyed right and I don't know if that landed as well for me as to why he needed to break up with her as as the other movies, as it does with the other movies. So I interpreted um, it as kind of like he, she, she convinces him that he was just doing it for the bet. And that's why he breaks up. But that doesn't, that doesn't track. No, I think it really, well, okay. So, cause in the other, this is a scene that I definitely wish that everyone listening would go watch the Dangerous Liaisons or the Valmont version of, because she says she makes him break up with her, I think to save his reputation or to save her, rep- no, he's doing it to save her reputation. Oh boy. And she says, like, you can you have to break up with her. And then you just have to keep saying something to the effect of, like, I'm sorry, it's out of my control. And it's so it's so amazing to watch John Malkovich just like trying not to cry as he's breaking this woman's heart to save her reputation. It's really good. So but then the watered down version in Cruel Intentions is pretty awful. And you don't necessarily see the thought process as to why he needs to break up with her. No, you don't at all. You just think that he's being shitty. Yeah. Okay, I googled Sarah Michelle Gellar Cruel Intentions monologue. The first result is on a website called Monologue for Teens. (laughs) Please no. (laughs) And then you click on it. It's like a monologue database, and it has different tags for it. And it says posted Mm -hmm. under monologues for kids. No. No. Please no. Okay. So she's devastated. Yes. And And goes away. Yes. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar's been fucking Ronald. Right. Which I don't even know why. Yeah. Probably for revenge. Oh, again, Cecile. Yeah. She took matters into her own hands. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she gets him to go chase out 
Valmont. But, okay, but then Sebastian feels oh, that something right. happens where she says, like, oh, you were in love with her. I just tricked you and made you think you yeah. were. Yeah. That's okay, what right. it is. Um, yeah, because he comes, he's like, you're right. Because she says, like, you can't change. Uh, you can't change yeah. overnight. But then um, he totally did. He totally did. She and was then, wrong. And then she was like, oh, no, you totally did. I just wanted to convince you that you didn't. Yes. So he tries to find her by giving her and give her his journal to, like, apologize. Uh-huh. Um, and he's got this, like, beautiful collage journal. And <laughs> He spends a lot of time on that thing. I just want to oh see him, God. like, you know, concentrating with some craft scissors. Right. Like, tongue sticking out of his <laughs> right. mouth, like, glue <laughs> stick, like glue putting stick, that yeah. on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, like, I don't know, the words that we see in it are not, like, that profound or whatever. It's all just, like, no. slut. Okay. But yeah, so then Catherine calls Ronald and is like, oh, Sebastian hit me. And Ronald's like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck this. So then he goes, and this was like, as soon but as... But actually... Go ahead. He's more upset because he had sex with Cecile. Oh, Cause, yeah. So, because I, sorry, I was just watching the end of the musical. So I got to watch the subtleties again, where she's like, <laughs> he hit me. And he's like, okay, I'll be right over. And she's like, actually, there's another thing. He fucks a seal. So then he's like on a rampage to go. Which like, that's the truth. Like Catherine should have just led with the truth. Cause that's the thing right. that like mattered the most anyways. Um, yeah. But as soon as, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh shit. I remember how this movie ends now. And I was yes. like, I was, cause I didn't remember i mean i knew so i knew that reese witherspoon drives away in his car with the book oh interesting (laughs) but i didn't but i didn't remember i was like but how would he die why does he die like and i know so in in valmont that he dies in a duel they have a duel and sweet ronald kills him oh boy i see i remembered i remembered sir michelle geller gets her coke cross taken away i remember that it's like shamed and yeah. but I was like, and I was like, I think it has to do with the journal, but I didn't remember that it was because he died. Yeah, so um, weird. But yeah, so Ronald finds him on the street. Ronald starts being really assertive. Sebastian says, "Hi, Ronald. Let's talk about this." Ronald says, "Did you fuck Cecile?" Sebastian says, "Like, yeah, let's talk about it." Ronald says, "No," and they start tussling. And then Annette shows up, and she's trying to pull them apart, and she pulls them apart and in the process falls into the street and there's a taxi coming and Sebastian runs into the street and pushes her out of the way and gets struck by the taxi and is Mm. killed and so he Uh. like saves himself for her uh, uh, so it's like, oh, this, of course. Like, it's so, it's very tidy, the way this is done. And yeah. I respect that. I'm totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. Also, please note that Annette is wearing all white to maintain her virginal look. Which <laughs> she is scene. no longer. She's no longer. Oh, poor Trevor. Trevor. Her boyfriend, Trevor. Oh, <laughs> I know. And they never address, like, did you break up with him? No, Come they, on, girl. They never do. Like, but here's what the did thing. she do? He's if you fall in love, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Oh, that is so what they teach you. <laughs> yeah, it's I also mean, like when they buy those flights that are ten thousand dollars and they just put it on the credit card. Every time I watch a movie, I'm like, that is irresponsible. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> oh, movies with your lack of consequences. Poor sweet Trevor backpacking through Europe. I know he doesn't. Know. Well, it's, I mean, maybe she'll get back together with him. I don't know. Oh, maybe. And maybe Probably she will not though. She won't tell anybody. Well, what's she gonna do? 
like she's got to get back together with somebody. Maybe Trevor's gay because that was that was suggested in the movie. Oh right, because right? if a man doesn't want to have sex with a woman, he must be gay. Right now, in my experience, that almost always has been true. But um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you run in like very specific circles. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Why do you think I was a virgin until late in college? <laughs> yeah, I, see, there you go. I was in theater. Yep. <laughs> so that will do it. Although, I don't know. I went went for the safe ones, though. We talked about this. Like, I definitely just crushed on the gay ones. The gayest of the gay ones, yeah. The gayest of the gayest, yeah. God, those were fun times. They were so great. I know, they were. It was so safe. It was so safe. Um, Yeah, so then he's dead. That sucks. He's dead, (laughs) and and Catherine's giving his eulogy at the school, and everybody starts, like, leaving, and she's quite. It's quite a kerfuffle like it it's is a huge or it's and the quite music the hubbub. starts building and she starts getting oh, it's really bittersweet symphony yes um, and then she says why are you all leaving don't you have any respect and then she walks out like very very quickly and she sees that everybody is reading a book that has been bound and cecile comes and basically like shoves one in her face ah! and flounces away and she looks at it and the book is called cruel intentions the ah! memoirs of sebastian belmont or whatever yes or the journal of sebastian belmont i think it's a journal that makes sense and she flips through and she sees all of these pictures of the people and one of the pages is titled the bet and then she flips Uh. and sees her pages about how awful she is and there's a drawing of her crucifix necklace. Um, yeah, I guess it's not problem. really a crucifix, just a cross. And then the headmaster, I don't know, some guy comes up and she hands him her necklace and he opens it and he dumps the coke out and he shakes his head disapprovingly. Yes, um, in slow motion. There's this whole scene, I think, is in like slightly slow motion. I think it motion. is slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very dramatic. And then I, it probably like pans up or something because this movie, I feel like, has a lot of like pan ups. Yeah. And then it's Annette in the car driving the same road that Sebastian drove on at the beginning. Which, and like, how did she get his car? Um, did he, he willed it to her? Did I he know. will it to her? But like, did it? Did he, he, he have a will immediately? <laughs> like, maybe the maybe the lawyers just read the journal and they were like, "Oh, it's obvious that he was in love with you." So that's not how lawyers work. <laughs> <laughs> they don't just base everything on journals. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, he really liked you." Here's this. Maybe um, she like, did just he knew where the keys were? Yeah, and she just took and it's it. like, and did she just ditch school? Like, where is she going? That's true. That's a really good question. She doesn't seem like the type, and also, maybe, well, maybe it's later in the day. Maybe there was like a time change, but it seems pretty midday. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe they took the day off for the funeral, and then so she was just going. Also, was she even at the funeral? She was, because remember um, the scene when uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is doing coke in the bathroom? Oh, yeah. And then Reese comes out, and they meet each other for the first time, because they've never even met. Right. And then she's like, at the end, she's like, I know it sounds corny, but I always turn to, I turn to to Jesus, which is what she said in the beginning. Regarding her. Throwing it. Yes. Yeah. But she's not even throwing it at her, because she doesn't know that she said that. Right? She just, like, probably genuinely does. Oh, maybe she does. Maybe she's going to church in the car. Maybe. (laughs) She's, yeah. Well, she's probably... hmm. Is she driving into the city or out of it? Could you tell? I think out. Okay. So maybe she's going to the graveyard that they shot. (laughs) 
<laughs> it, it's not very clear. She's got the book. It's just, I think it's a very clear symbol that she's the only one that came out on top. Yeah. Well, I because think... Because she's I mean, the only one that lived... Well, and I guess Cecile's fine. Hopefully. Cecile and Ronald probably... Well, they were together. Ronald so. must... Ronald should get some jail time, actually. That is racist, <laughs> Kira. He <laughs> killed... A, like, he inadvertently <laughs> killed a man. Like... So, manslaughter? Um, oh, so no. there's... No, no, no. I don't think I don't think he could be charged with that. But like, can't you go to jail for fighting in streets? Uh, I'm not sure. I feel like more of the taxi drivers going to be in really big trouble. The taxi driver could not help it. It was too like <laughs> if somebody jumps in front of your car, are you responsible? Like, yeah. I don't think you, I don't think you can be because what are you going to do? But yeah, I mean, this is also why most driving lanes through Central Park are now very, very protected and pedestrians can't just like mosey on. Yeah. So I mean, like that, that lane. Perfect, perfect sense. If it's if it's like the lane that they were using that I think they were using in Central Park, like that's not an active car lane anymore. It's just for like horse carriages and bikes yeah. and runners. So I also think if you're driving on a road in a park, you should probably not be going more than like 25 miles an hour tops. Yeah. I know, and, and he, like, goes could, right over... Yeah. yeah. I don't think you could going somebody pretty fast. at 25 miles an hour. Maybe I still could. find... Yeah, I don't he know. If, could. Like, I can't believe Ryan died instantly. Like, that... Yeah, it it did seem... I mean, there's, there's so many, like, I don't know how that would actually work, but there's, like, movies, like, do it. Like, yeah. there are movies where somebody would get up after that, you know? Yeah, Because it's totally. just, like, whatever's convenient for the role or for the, mm-hmm. like, situation. But, yeah, that he died instantly was, like, a little shocking. Very sad. Maybe it just got him straight in the neck or something. Like, it just oh, yeah. bonked his head the wrong way. But there's a ton yeah. of muscles in there to prevent that. But <laughs> we need to call I, in a medical expert. <laughs> I think that Ronald should go to jail. Okay. And well, I, I think, think Catherine that that's should go to jail. racist. <laughs> no, I think he should go to get jail because he killed the guy. He should at least have a lot of, like, guilt, you know? Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, maybe he does go to jail. I don't know. I don't either. Remember how she's either. like, I pulled you off the streets, and he says, I live at 59th and Park. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely over my head. Yeah. Before, I was like, oh, that's a that's a street that, like, a building is on, I'm sure. But now I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no, that's, like, a really nice one. It's the like, nice, it's like, yeah very very nice right there park avenue Um, is fancy yeah and 59th is like just getting into the fancy yeah Mm -hmm. it's like the bottom of the fancy it is yeah because it's like the top of midtown is that yeah okay yeah there's like that shot that's like where bloomingdale's is and um the plaza hotel okay yeah bergdorf so it's like right around yeah there yeah that is Mm -hmm. fancy it is really fancy i wouldn't want to live right there but it's very fancy yeah too many pedestrians all the time i guess that's new york though that's new york yeah times square is brutal oh god i don't travel there anymore did the guy fieri restaurant close or am i yeah it did that's so sad that's so devastating (laughs) is it the review is so funny (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm like i'm like such a I've, like, really come around to being a Guy Fieri apologist. Um, Aw. Yeah. He's just trying to make the world a better place. I know, but, you know, I mean, restaurants are hard to begin with. So it's not, like, the best of them have had a failed restaurant. So That's true. Yeah. And he's still, I think he has one. um, I heard recently that he has one in the Burbank airport. So he's still got that going for him. He's still go, fine. Guy. He's fine. That was that was fine. Yeah, the, he's uh, fine. The Burbank Airport, sign of success. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ugh. I don't know if it's so before you or said, after security. Probably after. You said that the movie won you over in the end. It did. I kind of, like, I, I fell into the emotional trap that it set. Mm-hmm. Just because I was, like... I don't know. I was, like, feeling the emotions. But, like, maybe the... It didn't feel as, like, stiff. Like, yeah. from the time that he was trying to win her back until the very end, I was like, all right, I remember why I liked this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Did you... Okay, good. Yeah. I was like, is it just me? Am I wrong? Like, I don't know. No. No, I agree. <laughs> I do. I still didn't quite understand. I don't think they make it very clear as to why he needs to break up with her. So that was always very confusing. Yeah. And they just, like, the scene is just him lying on his bed with his journal, like, to I show mean, him going he, through the emotional trauma. He probably had, like, a lot of, like, guilt... That mm-hmm. he made her give up her Do principles. It. Yeah. Ugh. And maybe... It feels weird to talk about this movie after I just read the Aziz Ansari article. I don't know if you've read it yet. I haven't read it yet. No, this so this is going to come out in a couple weeks or so like a little, a little okay, dated. It'll be dated. But it'll already be old news. But what, um, what happened? He was just way sexually aggressive with a girl Ugh. that he took home. And, like, it went from zero to a hundred. And he was doing gross stuff, like, where do you want me to fuck you? Like, before even asking, Ugh. like, would you like me to fuck you? Yeah. Um, and reading, I mean, and it's so detailed. It's really awful. Like, it's I, I, it's awful. I feel bad for the girl, but I also feel so bad for Aziz because it's yeah. like... I think you just thought that this was hot. Like, girls thought it was hot to do this stuff. <laughs> right. And it could be, but it just, like, it sounds like it was just right. ill-timed. And you, like, yeah. And, like, he want, it's it's just seemed to me like, oh, this is a guy that watches porn and takes his moves from porn. And this is right. why it's not working. Which, like, that's what, that's a thing that porn does, is it goes from zero to, like, oh, and now yeah. everybody's pants are off in, like, yeah. a second. Right. Let's talk a little bit first. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's... That is too bad. And that's like, hard. I don't know. It's frustrating because then the message that I think a lot of guys take from that is like, oh, I can't do this at all. Right. And right. That's so like, I hate to, I hate to, but, I, and then I feel like some of the women who are like the anti me too women are like, yeah, guys are just get, getting scared off and women need to shoulder the burden. And I, I like, I don't think it's that, mm-hmm. but I think that there's like, it's just like everybody needs to get better at like reading the room and like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if a yeah. guy is like starting to come on too strong, a woman should should feel comfortable, which I think is also a huge part of the problem is that like it's very difficult to be like, oh no, tone it down without being like yeah. oh, no, shut it down. Like right. it's tricky. It's so tricky. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It, everything would be easier if everyone just checked in with each other. Yeah, I think that's the that's that's what we should take from this movie. It's like Ryan Phillippe checking in to yes. make sure that Reese is okay. <laughs> Everybody should just check in, like, verbally and frequently during any situation. And that's, that's true of That's the anything. ultimate lesson. Yeah. Like, that's true of, like, if you're going on a run with somebody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're, like, just drinking at a bar with your friends. Just check in. Just- just check, check in, in, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that seems like a pretty good note to leave on if, if you don't... Right? If you, if you no. said, do you have any other final points about this movie? That, I think that's it for me. Check in, everybody. <laughs> Just check in, you guys. Just check in. Um, well, I end every episode with 
uh, toast. This works a lot better when we're oh, in the same room and we can actually yeah. clean stuff together. But it's like a toast to something in like in the movie or like some sort of message that we took. And usually it's like light and funny, but I think that checking in is like probably yeah. the best and most important thing. So I think we should do a toast to, to checking in frequently with I love whatever that. partner with whatever partner you have mm-hmm. um thank you for being on my podcast um do you have anything before i go um do you have anything to plug oh well if anyone is in new york uh i am in a show at the duplex cabaret theater uh, Ooh. At, i know on fe- uh, it's on february 1st it's called relation shit and <laughs> Uh, and it's all just funny songs about how much it sucks to be in a relationship. Uh, and they're also pretty songs and stuff like that. But it's oh, man. it's me and a bunch of other people. My director is doing it. She picked her favorite people and uh, brought oh, them together. So it'll be so a good time. Mm-hmm. I wish I was there. I need to. I know. My songs My songs are very inappropriate, as you can imagine, since the <laughs> Intentions was like my formative movie. So right. it'll be fun. Um, Go to theduplex.com and then click their cabaret theater. Perfect. And you can find relationship. Relationship. Um, the duplex. Yes. Theater. That sounds so fun. I wish I was in New York. I know. It's oh, that's be true. Fun. Most of the time, I'm. I almost uh, <laughs> always wish I was in New York. <laughs> Not right now. It's cold as hell. Please don't. That's come. true. That's true. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a hike this afternoon in Malibu. Oh uh, no! I, yeah. 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 It's gonna be great. You're the luckiest. See the ocean. Okay. So we're gonna cheers to checking in with your partner, always getting consent for everything, and making sure everybody is always good. Yay! Okay. One, two, three. I'm. I'm just, I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> I'm tapping my cup with my fingernails. It's the worst. Me too. <laughs> Yay! It's the worst. Yay! Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Kira. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. You can also like us on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Fun Dip Pod. But yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.